Welcome to Samford University's Campus Worship. We hope you enjoy the presentation. All right. This is actually my first time in Reed Chapel, so uh, it's a privilege to be here. Thanks for letting me be here with you guys. College is one of those times in your life where you're going to look back and think, that was the turning point. That's when I stopped believing some of the things that I grew up believing and started believing for my own and, and kind of took a, a, an ownership of my faith. Anybody familiar with the, the TV series Friends? I grew up when Friends was kind of like what we did in college. And um, it's one of those things that now would probably be on like Nick at Night or TV Land or something like that. But it's on Netflix, and if you ever watch it, my favorite episode, it's the, it's the one where Ross has bought a couch and he's trying to get up these steps. And like Rachel and, and Chandler are there and they're helping him and all he keeps saying is, pivot, pivot, pivot. And then Rachel, she's smushed up against the wall and Chandler, he's saying, shut up, shut up. So hopefully by the end of this, you know, I'm going to be talking about pivotal moments. Hopefully you're not going to be saying, shut up. But pivot, the actual word pivot means a point on which a mechanism rotates. It's a turning point. That's, it, it is literally a turning point. So what we look at, when we look at John 18, we see some pivotal moments. It's, it's one of the most pivotal passages in, in the scriptures. Uh, you, I think it would probably make top five. I mean, you've got the, be, the, the, the birth, death, and resurrection, and then you've got the, the trial. Uh, this, is one of the, this is one of the most pivotal moments in history. And when we look at this, I want us to look at it from four different perspectives. We've got Jesus, you've got Pilate, you've got the mob of Jews, and then you've got the criminal Barabbas. So when we look at this, let's think about from the different perspectives. When I look at it from Jesus's perspective, he and Pilate are having this conversation. And, and, and I think about all the things that have kind of led up to this moment. You look at the, the, the book of John. You, we've been studying the book of John here in chapel and in home groups for this whole year. And when you look at it, you see a lot of I am statements. I mean, I even think about when you go back to the burning bush and Moses, he's asking God, who am I to say sent me? He says, I am. And then you, you, you see that uh, you see in John 4 when he's with a Samaritan woman and, and she says, well, when Christ comes, he will reveal everything to us. And then Jesus says to her, I am he who speaks to you. Now, I think of the blind man in John 9 says, do you believe in the Son of Man? The blind man asks, who is he that, so that I can believe? And Jesus says, now you see him and, and he is speaking to you. It's kind of another in, in I am statement. I, I am him. And then I think of you know, the, the typical eight I am statements. John 6, I'm the bread of life. John 8, I'm the light of the world, John 8 again, uh, before Abraham was, I am. I am the door in John 10. I am the good shepherd in John 10. John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John 15, I am the true vine. When I look at this chapter 18, I think, here it is. Here's another opportunity for an I am statement. In verse 33, Pilate, uh, he says this, Pilate went back to back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Here it is. Say it, Jesus. I am. No, Jesus says, is that your own idea? Or did others tell you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate asked? Your own people, chief priests, handed you over to me. 
What is it you have done? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish, by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. Then he, Pilate says, so you are the king then. There's another opportunity right there. Say it. Say, say I'm the king of the kings. And Jesus says, you say that I'm the king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is testified to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And then Pilate says this, what is truth? Say it, Jesus. Say truth is not a what, it's a who. And it's me. I am the truth. I said it in John 14. Was that a missed opportunity? No, not at all. What we see is this pivotal moment where Jesus was about to take all of these I am statements and turn them into one he is, as he is risen. He is not here. What he was about to do was so much more than, he was, than what he could say at that moment. I look at, I look at Pilate. Pilate's role in this was, was uh, almost a rubber stamp, if you will, just to fulfill prophecy. Uh, the decision had been made in the garden when Jesus said, not my will but yours be done. And then he, Jesus comes before Pilate, and, uh, and, and in verse 31, Pilate says, take him yourself and judge him by your own life, talking to the mob of Jews. We have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. But in chapter 19, we see Pilate kind of has a change of heart here. He says, when, when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid. And we went back inside the palace. Where do you come from, he asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. You refuse to speak to me, Pilate said. Do you realize that I have power to release, release you or to crucify you? And Jesus said, you would have no power of me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed you over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, if you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone claims to be a king opposes Caesar. See, when Jesus is standing there and, and Pilate is saying to the mob of Jews, okay, you can take Barabbas or you can take Jesus, it was never between Jesus and Barabbas. Pilate's decision was between Jesus and the Jews. He was more afraid of the Jews of, and, and, and his role than, than he would be of, uh, of Jesus. He was afraid. And he acted out of fear. How many times do we act out of fear? Today, there's, a, there's so much fear in the world today. And we're, we're more afraid of, of who's going to win an election or who's not going to win an election. We're, we're more afraid of ISIS than, than we are of God. We act out of fear. Pilate acted out of fear. And it says in, in, in Mark, is another account of this story. Mark 15, 15 says, Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed over to them to be crucified. He was afraid of what would happen if he chose Jesus. Maybe that's us this morning. Maybe we're, we're acting out of fear and, and maybe not, maybe not a, a, a blatant rejection of Christ, but maybe there are, there's fear in our life and we're afraid to stand for Christ. How many times do we want to please the crowd instead of choosing Jesus? Now, the mob of Jews, this fascinates me when I look at these, this group here. 
This, the, the Jews in this, in this passage, these were very religious people. They were the ones who, who you know, they, they kept the laws and they, they did all these things. And they, the reason that they were wanting to crucify Jesus was because it went against their laws. I mean, they were very religious. In verse 28, it says, Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the place of the Roman governor. Now it was early in the morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanliness, they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. Are you kidding me? Like, seriously? This is the Passover? They're wanting to eat the Passover? So oh, let's go ahead and kill Jesus early so we don't have to so we can eat the Passover. This is the same Passover that in Exodus that God said the blood of the lamb will save you on your house. It's, it's you, you take the lamb and you, you, you roast it over fire. You take the blood and you put it on the, on the door frame and, and that's going to save you because when I pass by, if I don't see the blood, you're going down. This is the same Passover Talk about missing the forest from the tr for the trees. They didn't want a Passover. They wanted a barbecue. This is, this is seriously, they're missing the point. of, of the, the religion was getting in the way of everything that Jesus was doing. John even called Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God. How did that not click with these guys? I mean, it's right at the Passover. I mean, it's like saying, you know, it's like cussing somebody out on the way to church. Or, or saying, I don't have time to help you because I have to go to Bible study. Or not acting lovingly towards someone who's, who believes differently than you. Who would do that, right? Don't let us miss the heartbeat of Jesus because our religion gets in the way. I, I feel like we're closer to these Jews than we realize. Sometimes we don't see the point of the whole reason that Jesus came is to reconcile. Now look at, at Barabbas. Now Barabbas, he's the one, he really had a lot, he didn't have a whole lot to do in this. But he's the one that I think every one of us can relate to the most. You know, in, in your life, some of the most pivotal moments are going, you're going to be completely passive in them. You're going to be completely passive and have no control over them. The odds are that you or, or your, your parents are probably going to get a divorce. You'll probably know someone, or maybe yourself, who has cancer. You're completely passive in those situations, but yet they will rock you, and they will, they will, it will be a pivotal moment when you look back. You'll have no control over it. Barabbas was standing there. I mean, he didn't plead his case. He didn't have a, a, a lawyer. He was standing there, and all that, all that was done was Jesus took his place. Je he was guilty, and Jesus died for him. You always wonder if, if, if it may be a moment of, of clarity. Barabbas was walking by Calvary one day, and, he, and it, kind of, it finally hits him. You know, Jesus died for me. He, he took my place and died for me. We can see ourselves in that. Not all moments that are passive are, um, are, are negative. 
I remember uh, when I was about five years old, my dad worked construction for International Paper Company. And he was, he was really good at what his job was. He was the youngest at the time to make it to superintendent in International Paper. And they had him all, going all over the United States and Canada to help over, oversee shutdowns and different projects. Well, whenever we were, uh, I was four years old, we moved to Arkansas. And when it was, it was because of dad's job. And, and one night, I remember him and mom had a conversation and they, they, they came in the next morning and said, you know, we're, we're gonna be moving back to Alabama. Um, Dad, your dad's quitting, quitting construction. Well, I didn't understand it at the time, but I later realized that was a $50,000 a year cut in pay for him to do that. And I knew they told me that he wanted to be a dad. He didn't want to be traveling all the time. He didn't want to be missing out on raising my sister and myself. So whenever, you know, at, at from four year, or five years on, he was there. He was at Little League practice. He, was, he would go on uh, school trips. He would show up at lunch and eat with me during the middle of the day. I mean, he, he took a job to be a, a part-time postman. You know, and growing up, he would always say, he would always kind of, talk negatively about that event when he would say the uh, you know you never say I want to be a postman on graduation day on senior day and I'd always stop him I say dad you did that for me you 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 sacrificed your career so that you could be a dad to me and my 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 sister well just recently my dad has been diagnosed with a uh, pretty grim uh, lung disease called idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis and they've given him about two, two to five years is the timeline and um, you know, we all know that God has his days numbered and we, we're not worried about the timeline that the doctors have set but in a moment of kind of reflection I asked dad I said what what was the tipping point what was the pivotal moment that made you want to give it up as a as a construction worker that you were doing you were, you were reaching, you know, new heights. And he, he, he looked at me and he said, you know, I've never told you this before. He said, one day whenever I got home from shift, I'd been working 72 hours. I pulled into the driveway and I saw you and your mom playing catch. And as I looked through the windshield, I thought to myself, man, he feels like a girl. And he thought, you know, I need, to, I need to step in. I need to do something about this. I need to be a dad. I was completely passive in that whole situation. Completely passive. Didn't have any control. My mom, she was doing the best she could. But my dad made a decision that affected me for the rest of my life. And we're, we have such a fantastic relationship. And the relationship that he and I have is what I'm trying to model with my son who's 15 months old. So who, who are you in this situation? Have you, have you gotten to the point that you're, you're on the same, same page as God and you're, you're saying, you know what, God, whatever, whatever you do, let your will be done, not mine. Jesus was there. He was there before the decision was made to have him crucified. Jesus was there. 
Are you there? That, are you at that point? Are you to the point where, where God has called you into missions or into ministry or into a, a service to him in your current occupation or as a student? Are you there and you say, you know, whatever, whatever you say, God, I'm there. Wherever you lead. Or do you relate to Pilate and that you, you feel like you've been acting out of fear? You've been acting out of fear of, of what others may say about you if you choose to stand for Jesus. I mean, you're at a Christian campus. That's, that's a given. But I'm not under the assumption that everybody here is a Christian. Are you, are you at that moment? You know, great revivals start on colleges, college campuses. Why not Sanford? You know, I think we've been praying for a, a great revival for a long time. And I feel like it's coming, but I don't think it's going to look like we want it to look. I don't think it's going to look how we think it's going to look. And if you're acting out of fear, you're not going to have any part of it. Put away your fear and start standing for God. Maybe you're like the Jews, and, and your religion... You've, been grow, you've grown up with, with, your, with your rules and your religion and all the do-nots that you've put onto this, uh, on Christianity. And you've not focused on the relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're missing it. Maybe you've come to, come to every chapel service or worship service, but you don't love people the way that Christ loved them. Or maybe you're like Barabbas. You're guilty. You know it. You're standing there, you know, you're, you're, on, you're, you're guilty, and you have nothing to say about it, and you just know it. Maybe today is the day you'll realize that Jesus died for you. If that's the case, find a Christian friend. Talk to Matt. Talk to some of these worship leaders. Jesus died for you just as, just as he died for Barabbas. College can be a pivotal moment for you. Each of these moments that we looked at were pivotal moments in their history. Maybe, to, maybe this year is the moment, is the, the year that you say, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of living a passive Christianity and I'm ready to start acting. Let that be, let that, that be your prayer today is that you, this, is, this, this year, your time at Sanford may be coming to an end but let it be a pivotal moment that sends you on a different direction for the rest of your life. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for the, for the many, many opportunities that we get to, to hear uh, your word. Lord, I pray that, that you would allow us to see that this is a, a pivotal moment uh, that you gave us to, to use as an example. Maybe we can see ourselves somewhere in these scriptures. Lord, I pray that the uh, the, the mirror that you have given us to look into the scripture and see where we find ourselves would, be, uh, would be clear and that you would give us a clear direction as to where you want us to go from here. Lord, we, we love you and we thank you. Amen. For more information about Samford University, check out samford.edu.